In this episode, I have the honor of sitting down with Igor Alexis, International Accounts Payable and Accounts Receivable Specialist at Amphenol PCD in Beverly, Massachusetts. Igor was born and raised in Haiti before moving to the U.S. 20 years ago, and he devotes much of his time outside of PCD to helping those in need in both Haiti and the U.S. We talk about his role at PCD, his missions to Haiti, and how his incredible personal history has helped shape his perspective on work and life. This is The Interface. Igor, thanks for coming here today and, and talking to us. First of all, because I don't know you, this is the first time you and I have met. We're here in Beverly, Massachusetts at Amphenol PCD. Uh, Igor, what is it that you do here? Uh, I am the international AR and AP specialist. Okay. Uh, so many, meaning I work in the accounting department right. Right, and all the sister divisions, as we know that we have many of them. <laughs> so, I, uh, so I'm responsible for the accounts. There is, there's a lot of Amphenol accounts. How many different Amphenol accounts do you work with in, in accounts payable? Uh, within a year, I would say uh, over 70 for sure. Wow. Yeah. Really? That many? Holy cow. So you have not only U.S., North America, but all the Europeans, and Asian Asia. ones. Right. And because uh, it, it would make sense, it makes sense because a big part of our business here is resale. So right. we get a lot of that from the sister divisions and then, sure. and then we package them and, and sell them uh, to our customers. So it makes sense that you will have a lot of business with them. Uh, how long have you been with PCD? Almost uh, nine years. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. You enjoyed it so far? Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, it's, I always say that uh, this job, I don't think it's just, uh, I applied for it and I get accepted, but I think, I think, God was really doing, helping me with it as well because I did get rejected for a job in Boston because I couldn't type fast enough. <laughs> and uh, on my way back from, from the interview, uh, I received a call from the agency I was working for. I was a temp first. Mm -hmm. And the agency actually, okay, you know what? Uh, they really need some help at Infinal right now because they had someone who didn't do too well, so they need some help. Can you go there right. and help? So uh, that was this very day. I got rejected from a job in Boston. And then, and then the person, I received that call from the agency saying, can you go there? Yeah. So I've been here since then. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's, I'm glad that it kind of worked out for you. Not that you want to get rejected for a job, <laughs> no. but uh, you know, sometimes that's just how things work out. So nine years here at PCD, where are you from originally? Haiti. Haiti. Yeah. Okay. So a country that's been in the news, not so much recently, but certainly in the near past, as far as some of the devastation that they've had there exactly. uh, through hurricanes and natural disasters. How long have you been in the, in the States? Almost 20 years. Okay. So quite a while. Yeah. Do you go back to Haiti at all? Yes. I, I go back to Haiti at least uh, four to six times a year because we do a lot of ministry there, helping children, feeding people and doing work in the community there. So uh, I, I go quite often. Actually, I'm going next month. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> yes. It's yes. going to be hot. Yes. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. It's, it's always. <laughs> you can't wait till like September or October where it starts to cool down. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me a little bit about what you do outside of Amphenol that helps make you Igor adds to the entire of the company. What is it that you do outside of here? Yeah. And I think this is rooted actually in uh, in my faith, uh, uh, and it is rooted in in what God has done for me. Because growing up in Haiti, mm -hmm. I was very very poor, and uh, I know what it means to go to school without food, going to bed without food. I know at times I will 
I will just uh, at night so hungry that I'll just take a little bit of water and put some salt in it and I just drink that just to keep me going. So uh, I know the pain of 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 hunger. That's uh, actually that uh, I, I would say I always say what now I'm like 26 years old. Uh, if I had to change things yeah. in my life, uh, those years when I was suffering, not having enough food to eat, I will never want to change those years because right. I truly believe that's uh, actually God was shaping my character to be able to see the need of someone else and then to say, you know what, you have to do something about it. Uh, so I think I, I would have been uh, the most selfish person mm. <laughs> on earth if I didn't go through those years that I think I can, I can see that with all sincerity, that's, uh, God actually shaped my character, uh, shaped me to be able to see the need of others. So from that perspective, I don't do this because I am ego the great or ego actually, how uh, that good person. No, I do it because I, I truly believe God, uh, work in me to to humble me and to see actually that I'm gonna do something through you, mm. and that's that's where I come from. Uh, so the work that we do uh, in Haiti, what now after the earthquake in 2010, um, I visited actually I I, I went to Haiti uh, with my wife and uh, we're looking at some kids at the school that uh, our church started, and I just by looking at them. I, I I know that they are hungry, and the reason because I was one of them. So that look was really familiar to me. So we came back to the U.S. and saying to uh, my wife, we're just gonna pray about that. We're gonna pray uh, for God to give us the resources to be able to to do something about it. And we did. We prayed after after a month. Uh, as we praying, we started talking to people. Uh, to see this is what we would like to do. This is the, these are the needs, and how you can actually help us with that. And yes, we did get the resources, and what now we are serving uh, over three hundred plates of food every single day uh, in Haiti. So some of those kids, many of them, uh, that's the only meal they get for that day. Uh, and we we continue to do that. Our goal is to is to be able to feed at least a thousand people. Not just to have bragging rights, which okay, we're feeding a thousand people because the need is there, is there. But we don't have enough resources to actually feed a thousand what now. But we are able to do 300 for sure. Others and Fendel uh, tie in all this. A lot of people in here mm-hmm. have donated to the work that we are doing in Haiti. That's right. Many of them continue to do so what now too. I know some people, they actually uh, set it up on the website where they do- donate every month. Uh, to feed someone in Haiti. You, you will imagine it, we only need $9 uh, per month to feed uh, someone in Haiti for an entire month at our soup kitchen down there. $9. So a lot of people in here have donated. And, and, and also, I've given me the opportunity to uh, to come here to talk to them about what we're doing. Uh, they've done that and, and also being able to travel to Haiti uh, back and forth uh, to do the, the work there. And also they're also giving uh, stuff, clothes, toys, stuff like that for to help uh, the kids down there uh, because they truly care about the work that we do in Haiti. It's an amazing story. Endlessly impressed. Uh, I don't even know what to say. I mean, what you're doing is just is fantastic work uh, for 
the area you grew up in, the people that, that you care about, knowing and realizing that you have been through those struggles before, and that's made you the person you are, as you say, uh, you would never for a second probably change, well, at least most of it. You know, I'm sure there are some things that you could go without um, or not have to experience again, but it still builds that character in you. It makes you the person that you are. And you're fortunate enough to make a change in your life. You come here, you get with a company that seems to treat you with kindness and respect and allow you to do the things that you want to do. And it gives you an opportunity personally to give back. I imagine that has to be tremendously satisfying to you personally as well. Oh, yes, it is. It is. I, I always say I, I don't believe that I have this job just for myself. Right. I have it also to be able to do the kind of work that I'm doing right now and helping people, actually. And uh, it's very satisfying, yes, yes. And and there's, there's not a day, you know, you, you come to work and you know what, there are good days, there are bad days because it's, it's, it's a lot that you have to do. But at the same time, when you just step, step back a little bit, uh, you can see, you know what, this job has allowed me to do so, so, so many things. Right. As I'm saying, not only to put food on the table for my family, but also to be able to feed some other people in Haiti and, and, and the people that you work with as well. It's, uh, it's amazing. So the, the devotion to their work and, and, and uh, the friendship that you build. So it is very satisfying. I cannot lie to you that say every single day is, is, is heaven. No, right. but there are, Tough days because when you are working through difficult issues and stuff like that, it can be frustrating. But overall, it's it's a very very good place to work, and I, I and I mean this. You make an excellent point um, that in putting things in perspective, that yes, there are days in in work in in this office and other offices and every office basically every, everywhere that people work that can be you could have days, weeks, even months that are incredibly frustrating that you're banging your head against the desk. <laughs> you're pounding on your keyboard. The AP department is, uh, is not getting stuff out on time and not receiving things on time and this and that, and the other thing and get endlessly, endlessly frustrating. And then someone like yourself who has that perspective of going, this is nothing. This is nothing compared to real life that you can kind of take solace in that. And it, and it, gives you strength and go, okay, you know what? We're going to get through this. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. Maybe people may yell and scream and all that, but this will end and we'll go back to business as normal. And it's not to the level of mixing salt into water to feel like you're getting nourishment because you're so hungry Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. That is not, there's, there's no comparison between those two. So I can see how having that perspective, not that you want to have to go through all yeah, that to yeah, gain that perspective, yeah, yeah. but I can see why you feel that way. I always say, so in, in terms of the work that I do, it's something, it is the same thing over and over again, because technically accounting is really recording things yeah. over and over and over again. It could be actually boring at times, but but also I always say sometimes there might be issues that you have to deal with that really take you from the mundane thing or the everyday thing that you do in your job to right. focus on that. So it gives you a break, even though these are issues that you really want to have because you have to spend most of your time working and then fixing them. But the same that gives you a break from the thing that you have to do over and over and over yeah, again. That's true too. So, yeah. 
<laughs> I, I, I say, you know what? That, that's that's part of the job. So it's it's just just enjoy it. It's just uh, uh, go go through it, and and, and, and I enjoy it. I, I I can say that I enjoy. It. I I can see the amazing work that we are able to do, or the pride that people have in their work, mm-hmm. which is really good. But at the same time, the flexibility that I have to be able to do so many things that I. I need to do, I want to do outside of the company. Uh, it's because God has used this place actually to help me be able to do these things. And, and, I, and I'm, I'm very grateful for that, actually. So tell me a little bit about what you do then when you do your, your missions to Haiti and stuff like that. How does that, just a brief overview of, of how that works with you and it sounds like your wife. And just give me a brief overview of how that works. Uh, do we, the way we do it, it's by going to places and talking to people about the work that we do in Haiti. Uh, the church where we go, uh, they help quite a bit as well. So so what now we're doing a lot of construction right now in Haiti because we are expanding on the soup kitchen that we have down there and we're planting churches. Uh, we're doing, uh, raising money for all those things and hiring people in Haiti to do the work. And some some work that is more like a more technical work, something that we would send people from our church to go there for short, short-term missions, to go and, and help uh, building things, uh, especially for the church that we actually just finished uh, a building on a remote, remote, remote place in Haiti. You, you, you will never know that people live in that area. Mm-hmm. So we were able to build the roof of that church in one week. And the reason, because we went to Haiti with all the tools uh, that you can just plug into a generator and then just just circular saw and drills and stuff like that. We're able to do all that in one week. The work that will take them more than six months to do, just a little roof, actually. Okay. So, and it was amazing to be able to see some of these things because that was the event in town. No one's never seen tools like that before. <laughs> yes. see, all the kids, all the kids standing. And just awestruck. Yes, yeah. yes. So as we see this uh, happening, we say, you know what? There is an opportunity as well to, to have all these people at our church right now who are very skillful people. And that's, that's what they do. That that's their job. To be able to bring them to Haiti and then you know, give these people some skills about this thing and how to use tools like that. And uh, raise money for that, to send money not only to feed kids in Haiti and also to be able to train people and how to do things like that, like uh, in carpentry or mechanic or electricity, yeah. uh, things like that. We're actually trying to provide training for oh, that's uh, great. Yeah, people yeah. like that. The idea would be at first, they won't have enough money to buy tools like that because they are pretty expensive. But if we are able to bring enough tools to Haiti, so we train them with those tools. And okay, you know what? When you get your first job, we're gonna allow you to use those ones, but you have to bring them back. So <laughs> yes, yeah, we are bringing, it's a loaner. Exactly. Yeah, bring them back to the four of you, and then when you get to your place where you're making some money, you can buy your own tools and stuff like that. And for the kids, it's just making sure that. Every month, uh, we are trying to go out and talk to people about uh, just give us nine dollars, and then we feed the child for an entire month. Uh, so we we what now we in a campaign to raise at least ninety two thousand dollars. That would be enough to feed over uh, fifteen hundred people for an entire year. So we were right now in the middle of that campaign to be able to raise to raise that money. So a lot of my 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 time is not only here but outside emailing people, contacting people, going to talk to people and uh, try to to find people who are able to go to Haiti or willing to go to Haiti or willing to give as well. But also we 
don't just do things in uh, in Haiti. We do things as well in our community here, especially uh, every every other Saturday we go to a, a town called Wivier. Uh, we go feed uh, the homeless here as well. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. the greater Boston area. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Is recipients of this yeah. as well. Yeah. Because right. the, uh, the, the Bible say that my Jerusalem actually is not, is not Haiti. It's the place, it's the, it's the inverse. So the place that is closest to me, that's where God called me to serve actually, to, to help out. So Haiti is not my first priority, even though I'm from there, but I'm, I live in the U.S. So my first priority is the community where I live. Sure. Uh, so I can't just be thinking of Haiti right. because we do have a lot of difficulties and a lot of people hurting here in the U.S. as well. Absolutely. So as as we still do a lot of work in Haiti, we make sure that as much as we spend time to, to raise money and do things for Haiti, we also make sure that the communities where we live, are we actually responding uh, to the various needs in that community? I, I would say it's not as bad as Haiti, right. and there are many social welfare systems actually where people can be able to access. Of, of course, yeah, yes. But, never but, want to compare the two. Exactly, right. but you still have to respond to the need around the community where you are. And we and we, we do have a lot of homeless people in Massachusetts, yeah. uh, especially in Denver and in Weaver. So we feed them uh, down there every Saturday. What brought you, just out of curiosity, what brought you to the U.S. back 20 years ago? Uh, actually, my dad is a U.S. citizen. He was born in Haiti, but he was a U.S. citizen. But he applied for me to come to the U.S. The truth is, the first time I met my dad was when I was probably 11, 12 years old. So I didn't know him that much, actually. So it was always a desire for me to to meet my dad, but I never had an opportunity to be raised by him or to know him, really. But... One day I was home with my mom and then someone showed up and my mom said, hey, that's your dad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't even begin to imagine what that must have been like. Oh, yes. Oh, that, that, was, that was amazing. That was amazing. So, and after that, uh, steady stayed in contact and okay, that so replied for me to so come it's here. turned out well. Yes. yes. Okay. Well, that's, that's good to hear. It doesn't always work out that way. No, anyway, yeah, that's for sure. So you're very lucky there. Do you have children? Yes, I have one one uh, baby. She's actually one year old, actually. Oh, yeah, congratulations! Yeah, she's, she's amazing. Is she going to Haiti next month? Uh, actually, yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, she has to go meet my mom. So, <laughs> yes. So your mother's still yeah, there. Yeah, my mother's still there. So she has to go meet my mom. Yeah. Do you miss it, uh, Haiti? Yeah. Uh, yes, I do. I do. But at the same time, I have the opportunity to go back whenever I want to go. Sure. So. But after after two days, I, it's 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 funny. I missed it, but when I go to Haiti after four days, oh, I wanna go back to the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I, I, I think a lot of people could probably relate to that. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. So it is amazing. It is such a great opportunity to be able to to travel whenever I need to, uh, and also to be able to do to do work there and see my family there. Yeah, and and the reason reason why that my mom is not in the U.S. is just. She's paralyzed, so okay. it's cheaper for me to take care of her in Haiti than to take care of her in the U.S. Okay. Yeah, she's okay. Yeah, she's okay because I, I I'm able to pay for a place for her and also be able to have people there in the house twenty four seven to take care of her. So I won't be able to do that here. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Like, yeah. I know they're gonna make you come in here and do accounts payable. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. So yes, but uh, but but she but she's okay. She's okay. Uh, and 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 I, and I thank God for that. She she though she's 
dead with them, but uh, my heart spirit is still high and being grateful for having the life that she has. Right. This is the first time you and I have met, and I can't tell you how happy it's made me to talk to you today. You are a man amongst men, Igor. So I thank you for joining us today. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you. Thank you so much. For more information on the amazing work Igor and his team do, as well as a link to donate to their causes, please visit Friends of Canaan. That's C-A-N-A-A-N dot org. Thanks for listening.